August 22nd, 2021, Day 8, Part C, my end of day questions for reflection. Number one, what am I carrying forward from this experience? I really want to more often go sit at fun beach bars that tend to have out-of-town visitors or lively locals. It's a whole different way to appreciate where I live and a particularly fun thing to do in the summertime. But one of the beauties of San Diego is that we all do like to enjoy ourselves year-round and we get visitors year-round. So I want to keep this in mind. Number two, I've seen in so many ways this week how there are so many ways to be with one's own sexual energy or social energy and ways to be with the social or sexual energy of others. How many folks are really mindful of whether they are serving, taking, allowing, or accepting? Those four ways of being that I mentioned earlier from Betty Martin's Wheel of Consent, it's, it's so important to reflect on. And we're not aware of it, or that we have choices around it, or that we're unwittingly impacting others. And then we can too easily end up being disrespectful to others or disrespectful to ourselves. I think this plays out in all sorts of social interactions and is an invaluable part of what I'm looking for from old friends, new friends at a bar, and lovers. I want folks who are aware of what they're bringing or taking or imposing in a social situation. And I want to hold myself to higher standards around it. Because it's so important for meaningful connections to be able to be based on respect and equality. I just don't want people, men in particular, taking from me. Number three, I still don't have the boldness I wanted in flirting, but I think maybe that's just not going to be my approach to flirting because it doesn't feel like the right fit for me. It's Tully Hart's approach, but it doesn't have to be my approach. Mine, I think, will be a genuine openness to connection and spontaneity, which I had more of when I was younger, but it's been lost some due to bitterness, resentment, fatigue, and the pandemic. And my approach will include paying attention more to sensual touch opportunities, being true to myself, and making kind but firm escapes when needed. This is making me think about the variety there is within cultures and between cultures around the world of what is sexy, what folks do in dating, and what sexual activities people do. I will never forget in college at Lehigh University taking a class on gender and sexuality with an anthropology professor. We learned how the Trobrian Islanders, in the heat of passion, nibble on or bite off the eyelashes of their lovers. I'd like to uh, try to imagine doing this with a lover, but I get so lost in the logistics of it. Clearly his eyes need to be closed and I need to be very close proximity to him. So if I'm kissing him and then move to kissing all around his face and forehead, that seems like the best way in. But I definitely have to keep my eyes open, which then if he does open his eyes at some point, it's going to be really weird because he'll look like a planaria with the crossed eyes. And that's just weird and not pretty. And the perfect timing is when I have my hands around his head to hold it in place. But I'm pretending to be all seductive and turned on and I'm kissing all around his face. And then I go in for the kill. What the fuck was that? Did you just bite off some of my eyelashes? Mm, mm. 
novo. Number four. I'm wondering if perhaps I would want to do another seven-day challenge in the future in other areas, like going to cuddle parties, nude beach, sex parties, dungeons, etc. <laughs> now that would make for interesting sharing and listening. Number five. The mindset I'd like to carry forward is one that embodies these words and feelings. Open. Lighter. Sensual. Slowing down. Present. Grounded. And I want to continue to play more with attuning to my crotch. (laughs) There's that word again. Not just my vulva or vagina, but the whole lower abdomen region. I'd like to continue to play with how consciously cultivating this with an open heart and intention for meaningful connection could give me a new way to move through my life with a new source of energy and flow. And I want to figure out how to better balance intentionally being open and engaging with not getting hooked in the self-consciousness that can particularly come with being a woman in our society, but certainly happens to all folks. It's like a sexual situation with a man where I'm leaning back in bed against a pillow and I take my top off after a full meal or with the now ubiquitous bloated belly of my late 40s. Well, this is the body I've got right now, and although I feel self-conscious about it, I'm not going to let it interfere with the emotional and sexual connection, fun, and pleasure in this moment. Because, you know what? It's all fine. Hmm. Well, that sounds sneakingly like a thought-terminating cliche I just used there. All right, but I'm consciously choosing it for myself so that I can redirect my energy back to the man and pleasure in front of me. That's not a bad use of a thought-terminating cliche. Number six, I think there's an overall lesson from this week, which is something I definitely do in terms of coaching myself and practicing what I preach, and that is identifying the underlying causes of my unhappiness, disconnect, or dissatisfaction, and taking action to try to change it. And to my listeners out there in long-term relationships, if you're struggling with lower desire and it's bothering you and it's a problem in your relationship, perhaps it could be helpful to give very specific how do seduce you instructions to your partner. Maybe you want them to genuinely say how beautiful you are, to do the dishes with you, ask meaningful questions about your day, and listen. Kiss you on your neck, nibble your ears, place their hand on the curve of your hip next to your lower back, massage your shoulders and whisper something about how hot they find you. Or maybe you want to ask them how to touch you, and how to give your body time to warm up and for you to get out of your head and present in your body and sensuality and otherwise keep their mouth shut so that they don't say the wrong thing. I've heard so many stories about this over the years from women. Or do some eye gazing and deep breathing together. Just slow down, no talking or laughing, and just connect with each other, looking into each other's eyes for three minutes. You can even set a timer. What do you need to feel more connected and present and to allow your body to respond to desire? Oh, and to the men listening, please use your fingers inside also when giving oral on a woman, or at least do it to this woman. I remember hearing once from a fellow sex educator and coach that one of the reasons that lesbians and bisexual women are so much better at going down on women is because they also put their fingers inside. Ah, 
my listener friend, as we're coming to a close here, I want to thank you so much for sharing this journey with me. I, of course, would love to hear what resonated with you from this podcast. And if you're willing to write a positive review or leave a four or five stars review, I would also love that as well. And here's one funny follow-up. The next morning, my friend who told me about sexting with his new girlfriend last week texted me that meme that goes around every so often. If your vagina or penis was named after the last TV show movie you watched, what would it be? Well, last night I stayed up much too late watching the new Hulu series with Nicole Kidman called Nine Perfect Strangers. And at least in terms of where my energy has been this week, that's rather apropos. Be kind to yourself, my friends. 